Today's show is being brought to you by wellness and nutrition consultant, Tawana Coleman. Our health and longevity of life is so vital, and we must remember that our bodies do not come with the warranty. So whatever you eat or drink, do it all to the glory of God. Be mindful of what you put in, around, and on your body. If you want to know more about living a lifestyle that decreases stress, aids weight loss, gives your skin glow, gives you energy, saves time, and good for your whole family, you can find me on Facebook at Tawana Coleman. That's T-W-A-N-A-C-O-L-E-M-A-N. And on Instagram at the Tawana Coleman. On Tuesdays and Thursdays, we'll discuss some serious matters that should be of concern to the American people and also how our mindsets and energy shape our reality. guys happy friday to you i definitely hope that you have had a wonderful week thus far so welcome back to talking with twana i'm your host twana coleman and i'm so happy to be back with you guys on this morning all right so before we jump into this amazing weekend that i know that we're all going to have i I gotta drop some more nuggets on you (laughs) (laughs) You guys know that this is what I am all about. I am all about the health and wellness, right? And I just want to be sure that you are arming yourselves and being prepared as much as possible to take care of your health. I mean, like take the reins and just pull them in and say, I am taking charge of my health. I do not want to have uh, any later developing sicknesses in my life. I don't want to be afflicted by anything or I don't want to have the same health issues that happen to someone in my family to happen to me as well. So we're declaring that and we're speaking that into existence, right? All right, so guys, enough rambling. Let me go ahead and jump in. Let's talk about 12 reasons to stop drinking cow's milk okay all right all right don't don't (laughs) don't don't blow me up now and be like girl what because i know i know people love their ice cream and their what do you call them macchiato lattes and all those different types of things i probably just butchered that but you get the gist of it right i know all different types of ice cream and things of that nature it's sundays milkshakes all that they are just they what we've grown up on, right? And you love them. It's a sweet treat. They taste good. And not only that, but drinking milk from uh, eating cereal, right? How many children grew up eating cereal? And so you have cow's milk. You bake cake, cakes with cow's milk. Um, different dishes where you incorporate eggs and milk and butter and all these different types of things. So let's just talk about milk, okay? So let's get into why you should not be consuming dairy, okay? There's a lot that goes on with that and how it affects uh, everyone's health, you know? Um, I actually cut out dairy, um, I would probably say, mm, 
maybe two to three years ago to where I don't consume dairy in that manner. Um, I've switched over several things to be exact. Uh, even when it comes to butter, um, I use vegan butter. And I love it. You know, you just have to be careful. Make sure that you're paying attention to the ingredients list. And it's not something <laughs> that's got all ridiculous types of things in it just to, um, you know, have it in a solid form for you or, you know, uh, to have a certain taste because that doesn't help at all when they are modifying and adjusting in those different types of ways. But I'm not going to go over into that area there. We're going to talk about milk. Okay. So. As we know that cow's milk has been long, long tooted mm -hmm. as the go-to source for calcium, right? But once you look past all that, it's pretty easy. It's pretty easy to see that milk does a body bad. Not a body good, but a body bad, okay? So if you've got milk and cheese, yogurt, ice cream, you know, you've likely have had a host or you're going to potentially get a lot of health problems that will be awaiting for you, right? So, and that's just the unfortunate truth. It's going to happen eventually. So why is milk bad for you? Okay. Why is it bad for you and cows? Oh, here, we're going to jump into the 12 reasons why, okay? Bones, okay? Let's talk about it with the bones, okay? So despite all of the hype with cow's milk, Cow's milk actually robs our bones of calcium. Animal proteins produce acid when they're broken down, okay? And calcium is an, an excellent acid neutralizer. So basically, if you're catching what I'm putting down, you can see where I'm going with this, okay? So in order to neutralize and flush out the acids, our bodies have to use the calcium that the milk contains as well as some from our own you know, stores of where we purchase it from and things of that sort. So every glass of milk that we drink leaches calcium from our bones. It's depleting our bones. It's not building or replenishing your bones. Okay. So there was a medical study that was done and it found that people who consume the most cow's milk have significantly higher fraction rates than those who drink little to no milk. Okay. So if you're eating large amounts of cheese, Okay, you might as well just throw in a heaping helping of saturated fat, saturated fat, sodium and cholesterol all on top of that. I know that does not sound appetizing, right? No, <laughs> it does not sound appetizing, especially not to me. Um, And, you know, I've just found different ways to um get that sort of taste that I like or that I'm accustomed to just from how I was brought up, how I was raised, how I started cooking um, when I became of age and I was cooking dishes and what you get accustomed to, right? So again, I'm from the South. So all that Southern comfort food that requires, you know, certain ingredients because you got to make it taste good. You know, we're all about the flavor, right? So you're doing what it takes to make sure that it rises correctly or it comes out the perfect way. It tastes good. It's fluffy. It's all these different types of things. Just you, you get the drift of what I'm saying. These are just some of the things that we have to be mindful about when it comes to, you know, different things that we're consuming. And you have to question 
why are we being pushed to consume this? Who decided or thought humans should consume another animal's milk? Okay, so, but we're going to get into that. We'll, we'll talk about that uh, later. But let's go to the next thing, prostate cancer. Okay, so milk and cheese, of course, have been linked to an increased risk of developing prostate cancer, right? So they have been shown to uh, slow in progress when you do a dairy-free diet, okay? So prostate cancer is at an increased risk when you consume milk and cheese on a regular. But when you do a dairy-free diet, it significantly slows in progress. So basically, you're more likely to develop prostate cancer by consuming a lot of milk and cheese, right? So that's just something to keep in mind there. All right, so let's keep going. Now, number three, lactose intolerance. Okay, so the lactose in cow's milk can be difficult for people to digest, right? That can result in nausea, cramps, gas, bloating, and of course, diarrhea. So difficulty with dairy digestion can develop later on in life, right? So people um, have drank it all their lives, growing up with it, and it's like, well, I didn't have a problem with it until I became older, and or I turned this age, and all of a sudden I started having issues and problems. But it's not all of a sudden. It's something that has been building over time when it comes to that. So, uh difficulty with dairy digestion again it can develop later in life and which in result in progressively worsening symptoms okay so over time it manifests itself to the point of no return also because things change the older that you get so we're going to talk about enzymes and how your body breaks it down and things of that sort but let's keep moving here number four acne Okay, there have been multiple, multiple studies about the consumption of all types of dairy products, okay, and how it was linked to an increased prevalence, an increased prevalence and severity of acne in both boys and girls, okay? So it's not gender specific, it's straight across the board, okay? So you have a lot of children with serious acne all across their face, um, you know, pimples, and, and they can't get rid of it. And we hear all the time, and I can't tell you that I thought this and believed this in my teenage years and things of that nature, that it's uh, hormones, that your hormones are going haywire, and that's the reason why, you know, this particular child in your classroom, or even it could have been yourself, that had a full face of acne, and it was hard to get rid of, and you're just told, well, you're going through puberty. Puberty does that. You know, acne <laughs> is a great um, result of what you eat. What's in your diet, what you're putting into your system plays a key part. Does puberty play a part yes but not to the extent of what you are putting into your body right so let's keep going number five cholesterol that's something to keep in serious mind 
when it comes to consuming dairy. And you may not even think that it has anything related with that. But a single serving of milk can contain as much as 24 milligrams of heart-harming cholesterol. 24 milligrams. Ugh. A single source of, let's see, uh, like queso packs, 30 milligrams. Okay. But no plant food contains any cholesterol whatsoever. All right. All right. Number six, ovarian cancer. Ovarian cancer. Okay. Even more studies done that showed women who consume four or more servings of dairy products each day were twice as likely to develop serious ovian cancer or cirrhosis ovian cancer, ovarian cancer there. And um, how many of you out there have lost, you know, a loved one to ovarian cancer? Your mom, grandmom, aunt, cousin, friend, you know what I'm saying? Um, when you think about it in that context, a lot of health issues that we deal with result with our diet. Ovarian cancer, cancer um, different forms of cancer, high cholesterol, um, low cholesterol, all these different types of things, high blood pressure, a lot of that diabetes is like direct results. It's not all, but it's a direct result of what we eat, what we're putting into our system. It's the food itself. And not only that, it is the chemicals. It is the additives. It is the artificial this and the artificial that that is put into what we eat and what we drink that's affecting our bodies, right? You know, just for an example, um, I had someone to, to say the other day, that some cookies that they eat, they're just like some, you know, like, uh, what, what did she, what did she say? Um, um, she was trying to justify eating the cookies, you know, like, uh, they're just like some sour, um, short dough bread kind of cookies there, if you will, like shortbread cookies. And it's not that bad. It doesn't have that much sugar in it. It's not as sweet as you know, other type of cookies and so forth. And, you know, and I'm like, well, I, I got to break it down to you. Let's flip that packet over and let's look at it. Let me, let me break it. Let me help you break this down. So we flip over the packet in the ingredients. There were a ton of things in it. And my question was, where are the ingredients to make the cookies? The simple standard stuff that any person at home that if they decided to make the cookies would, you know, basically you would have A, B, C, D, E, put it in the bowl, mix it up, do what you got to do. You're laying it out. No, we're talking about stuff that you can't even pronounce. You're seeing modified several times, which also means that it's not the actual thing. It is a man-made substitute, which means it has chemicals in it that you're putting into your body. And then the sugar milligram level was very high. So, you know, people, I 
I know that a lot of people sometimes get a little stuck when it comes to the packaging, you know, the little words on the front or zero calories or zero this or uh, non-GMO on the front. And the packaging is alluring and it's like, oh, and it just looks like it is safe and it's not that bad. That's all PR. That's all marketing. There's a team that comes together to pull that into fruition for it to look appealing to you because we're visual. We 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 buy off what we see and what it looks like or what it is, you know, like signaling in our brain oh that looks like that may be healthy oh that may not be healthy so I want just just off packaging you know packaging is a big part of advertising it's how you place the bow on it there if you will you know very critical very critical but I had to break that part down and was like this is how this can seriously affect your body over time I heard it said uh somewhere else um where she and I'm Yes, her name is, uh, I'm surviving vegan, yeah, or surviving vegan. Uh, she's, she made the comment that I can definitely appreciate where she said the front of the package is, it's the show me window. It's the, for advertisement It's for advertisement. The back of the product is for education because that's where you're going to find out exactly what it is that you are putting into your body. It's very critical, right? All right, so let's jump back in here. Let's go on to the number seven reason why you should not be drinking milk, okay? Allergies. You can't get around that. Allergies, okay? So allergies are a beast <laughs> within themselves, right? So a different beast than lactose intolerance, milk allergies can cause potentially strong and dangerous reactions and usually in young children such as vomiting or anaphylaxis okay so those are two things there but other issues when it comes to allergies you're talking about serious sensitivities um, you're talking about um, acne or um, you start producing a whole lot of mucus in your body and you don't know why and you're you know always having to cough it up uh, you're developing headaches more frequently you're getting ear aches your sinuses are all jacked up and out of whack I mean it's so many different forms of the allergies but that's just a, a few to throw out there now let's go to number eight antibiotics so you're like, okay, so Tawana, what does antibiotics have to do with cows? Okay, let me break it down for you, okay? Cows are often pumped, full of antibiotics, right? So they're pumped full of antibiotics to keep them alive and producing milk in some of the most deplorable conditions that you could even think of in filthy um filthy factory farms and all the different conditions that come along with that. So we're talking about some serious rampant overuse of them in a surge, if you will, in antibiotic resistant bacteria. Okay, so when humans are infected by these superbugs, antibiotics at best have decreased effectiveness and they 
pretty much at worst are powerless. Basically. It doesn't do you any justice. Then if you're going to the doctor because you have some inflammation or something is wrong that requires um, antibiotics, which guys, I don't take antibiotics. I do not suggest anyone to take them because they really do lower your immune systems. And not only that, you have to look at the side effects that come along with them. But that's why you have people that will go to the doctor for something, get an antibiotic, and they're like, well, it really just didn't work for me. Because you already have tons of antibiotics with different, you know, calpus and um, RBG, all that stuff flowing through your system already. So it's going to totally dilute anything else that you put in that's trying to do the same job, if you will, um, which is, a, you know, causing you to be more susceptible to further diseases, health issues, chronic issues uh, that can plague your body like like seriously right all right so let's keep going on here guys and i hope that this is beneficial i hope that you're taking some information from this because health is wealth health is wealth that's that's the most that i can say with that and it's it sounds so i guess sometimes corny or cliche but it is so true health is definitely wealth all right let's talk about saturated fat okay so let's say a single serving of whole milk could contain more than 20% of the recommended daily allowance of saturated fat, right? So if you consume three servings of whole milk, you're already at 60% for the day, even before eating any food. Cheese is even worse, okay? So even Harvard, <laughs> guys, Harvard reports that pizza and cheese are the biggest food sources of saturated fat in the American diet. And who doesn't love pizza? Who doesn't love a slice of pizza? Pepperoni pizza, meat lovers pizza, chicken fajita pizza. I mean, you can get whatever pizza you like, right? But it's that cheese that makes it delicious. The ooey, the gooeyness, you know. Trust me, I know. <laughs> I know, I know. But everything good to you ain't good for you. <laughs> that is so critical. All right, so as we're moving right along, weight gain. Number 10, weight gain. Okay? And guys, when you're looking out there for these stories and stuff like that, I mean, it's out there. When you're looking for uh, surveys, when you're looking for studies, claims all of that okay uh, a study of more than 12,000 children showed that the more milk they drank the more weight they gained and skim and one percent milk actually appeared to lead to more weight gain and drinking two percent or whole milk right so uh, the study also found that replacing soda with milk did not lead to weight loss, okay, whatsoever. And why would it? Why would it do that? All right, so let's talk about this sodium. Oh, sodium can be a doozy when it comes to our health. And especially when you start getting into uh, modified sodium, when you're getting into MSG and different things of that nature, it can really be... 
a game changer for our health and I'm not meaning a game changer in a good way, okay? Cheese can contain up to 400 milligrams of sodium per ounce, okay? Seriously, up to 400 milligrams per ounce, okay? So it is affecting your bodies, it's soaking up the natural water that's in your body and it's soaking up water that you drink, right? And so this continues to go on and further spike up your blood pressure, spike your levels up, then we're start talking about different health issues. We're talking about migraines. Then we're talking about your cholesterol level. All these different things will all soon come into play. So you have to pay attention to your body because your body is going to tell you, hey, I, I don't feel well. And I don't feel well when you eat this. Your body starts to react certain ways when you eat certain foods. So just like... I myself had to start listening to my body. I used to hear this years ago and, you know, I'll be like, what do you mean you listening to your body? <laughs> what is your, what could your body, what is your body telling you? Like what, you know, but when you start to change your mindset and you start adjusting and you start really paying attention and you're like, oh, wow, um, I have migraines or I feel nauseous after this or I notice when I eat these particular types of foods, um, my mucus in my body increases. And so when you start paying attention to that and you're and it's it's great to keep a food journal or food diary. It's great to do that because that way you can start eliminating things out of your diet that your body is just flat out telling you, babe, you don't need that. Stop eating that. Don't don't consume that again because you're you're affecting me. You're you're messing with me, right? So your body will tell you what foods you should not be consuming, even if it's good. You have people that love spicy foods, but it's tearing the insides up, right? Keep in mind that antacids, the antacids that people are popping and chewing like candy. It's just to allow you to be able to eat the foods that your body is aggressively fighting back and telling you, hey, don't eat that. Don't eat that stuff. You're messing with my, you're messing with us. You're affecting some things, right? So antacids is basically just allowing you to be able to keep eating foods that your body is like emphatically telling you, do not eat, do not consume, stop. Do not pass go. Do not collect your $200, right? So keep that in mind. Now let's come to the biggest thing. Number 12, common sense. <laughs> On so many different levels, common sense is so critical and so important, okay? So besides humans and companion animals who are fed by humans, okay? No species drinks milk beyond their natural age of weaning or drinks the milk of another species. Cow's milk is suited is suited to the nutritional needs of calves who have four stomachs and gain hundreds of pounds in a matter of months, okay? So sometimes when, mm, let's say about a thousand pounds before they're two years old, 
So cow's milk does not suit the nutritional needs of humans. So it's no wonder that consuming it and its derivatives causes so many problems. So many health issues, right? And that's what you're told when you're told the the basic food group and you need to get your milk and your cheese, your dairy and all that stuff into your body. (sighs) Gosh, you, you have to be able to step out of the matrix, step out of the matrix because this stuff is serious. All right. So. Um, I do want you to listen to some audio uh, of a doctor, Dr. Milton Mills. Okay, so I want to get that. I'm trying to see if I want to play that for you now or give you a little bit more information. So let me see here. Mm, Let's see. Um, Let's go ahead and do the audio and then we're going to wrap this thing all the way up with a few more points that I want to touch on. as far as related to health risk and issues, consuming dairy, consuming milk. Okay, and so guys, this little quick little insert of an interview that I want you to hear is from Dr. Milton Mills. Uh, Dr. Mills is a medical doctor who works in the ICU department of the United Medical Center in Washington, D.C. Okay, he was also featured in the popular documentary, what the health so if you haven't checked that out make sure you check that out all right so guys listen up listen close in certain areas of the world but in western european countries it's about three thousand years that we have good evidence for the use of dairy foods human beings again according to evolutionary theory existed for almost 100,000 years before we started using other mammals for their milk. So clearly, we don't need it. And it's it's really absurd to argue that any mammal needs to drink the milk of another species. That's, that's just absurd on its face. Milk is a secretion that female mammals make that is designed to feed their babies. Nature, God, whoever you want to pull into this conversation, never intended that as adults we would be drinking our own milk, let alone the milk of another species. The way I look at it, I'm sometimes even reluctant to call milk food. I mean, it's a material that we can ingest. In my mind, it's like using some recreational drug. I mean, it's not necessary. Yeah, it's optional. But it's not something that you have to do or that you need to do. And humans do not have to drink cow's milk or goat's milk or sheep's milk. And it doesn't supply any nutrient that we can't get elsewhere in our diet. Worldwide, the vast majority of humans are lactose intolerant, as are essentially all mammals. The sugar that is in mammal's milk is called lactose. But what lactose is, it's what's called a disaccharide, meaning it's a two individual sugar molecules that are linked together into one molecule. Our bodies can only absorb single sugar molecules. So in order to be able to absorb lactose, you have to make an enzyme called lactase that actually splits the lactose molecule into its two individual sugars, glucose and galactose. All infant mammals make tons of lactase because, of course, they have to be able to absorb the lactose in their mother's milk. But as mammals mature and are weaned, their bodies stop making this enzyme. And it makes sense because enzymes are very large proteins that require a lot of intracellular machinery to actually create and then position in the digestive tract so that they can do their function. It makes no sense to continue making an enzyme that you really don't need. And since all mammals All right. So, guys, I hope that you caught that. And 
Um, you can definitely pull him up, get more information. He has been very vocal about this and not only him, but there are so many studies, uh, documentaries and more information that breaks this down. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. So let me go back here. I wanted to talk about cancer and how research has linked the high fat content in hormones in milk, cheese, and pretty much other dairy products to breast cancer, right? So I mentioned, uh, most recently just finished discussing about ovarian cancer. Now let's touch on breast cancer, right? Um, there was a study that was done, it was so many, but there was one study that was done and it was conducted that of nearly 10,000 women found that those who consume low-fat diets have a 23, uh, 23% lower risk for breast cancer recurrence, okay? So 10,000 women tested or studied and found that those women who consumed, again, a low-fat diet had a 23% lower risk for breast cancer recurrence. They also had a 17% lower risk of dying from the disease, right? And so on one of my previous, you know, podcasts here um, from this week, as I was talking about it, constantly being said by a lot of doctors, a lot of medical professionals that they don't know why so many women develop breast cancer. You know, they'll say that they don't know, we don't have a, a reason for it, or um, it's unknown why so many develop it, especially because one of the key things that are put out there is that it is hereditary. So what is the cause when you have not had a woman in your family to pass away from breast cancer or to develop breast cancer or to have uh, survived breast cancer, right? So if you don't have any familial relation when it comes to that, how did you develop it, right? So there are so many environmental factors which we're going to be talking about that, of course. Yes, I'm going to be talking about that really, really soon. But there are a lot of environmental factors, products that we use, your deodorant. Yes, yes, going to get into that. But right now we're focusing on milk and dairy. Okay. Very critical when it comes to the development of breast cancer and different forms of cancer. Another one being ovarian cancer. Okay. All right, so getting back here to this information. Now, the National Cancer Institute, they compared the diets of women diagnosed with breast cancer to those without breast cancer. And they found that those who consume the most American cheddar and cream cheeses, if you will, because those are standards and staples in many households and in their diets, had a 53% higher risk for breast cancer, 53%. Oh gosh, I mean, come on, come on. 
come on, it's, it's just too much, right? And so also, it was also found that uh, among women previously diagnosed with breast cancer, those consuming one or more servings, here we're coming back to that high fat dairy products, okay, i.e. your cheeses, ice cream, your whole milk, stuff like that, daily had a 49% higher breast cancer mortality compared with those consuming less than one half serving daily, okay? So guys, this stuff is critical, critical, like critical, okay? It really is. And it's not something to take lightly. It's not something to joke about. And it's not something to push off and be like, oh, but I love my cheese. <laughs> I love this. I love to have a bowl of cereal in the morning. And <sighs> when it comes to our health, we have to prioritize. And basically, it boils down to, hmm, food is so good. Or certain dishes I just love and I just can't do without it. I love it. First of all, you have to think about your mental mindset and why you reference that with food. Okay? Or that particular food item. Number two. Huh, do I choose life or am I willingly choosing death? Because I want this dish. I want this ice cream. I want this pizza. I want this burger you know, just globbering with cheese oozing, running down the side. And I'm not trying to make anybody hungry. <laughs> you know, I'm just, I'm just being realistic here. Like, seriously. You know, a lot of how we eat and different foods that we just love. Guys, it has been predictively programmed to us as far as what we like and what we should eat and all these different types of things. Other countries don't eat the way that we do over here. I mean, they have, you know, started to incorporate some more fast foods and, you know, stuff like that. But the diet that we have of serious high amounts of super saturated fats, meals, cholesterol laden meals, that, that's like top tier over here. You know, it's top tier and not to veer off. But even when it comes to what's going on with COVID, if you will, um, the, there's a big push for vaccines, big push versus, you know, this is how you're going to get better. This is how you're going to, you know, protect yourself. And uh, this is for the greater good. But there is no talk about diet. There is no talk about cleaning up what you eat, getting this junk out, more dark leafy green vegetables, more fruits and veggies, more water. Get some exercises in. Build up your immune system. There is no talk related to that, right? And you have, it has to make you wonder, like, is that the type of world that we're supposed to live in to where our immune systems are crap? That God did not create one of the most amazing immune systems on the planet? To where we have to be fearful of 
oh, I don't want to get this. I don't want to, I don't want to be around people or don't, you know, no, just in, you know, guys, hear me, hear me out and hear me clearly. No shade, no insensitivity or anything like that. But when we're in a system that pushes a vaccine that has already come out, has been documented and proven that people have developed uh, Bell's palsy, have been allegedly infected with the dead virus of the HIV virus. Hmm? They've already come out in the UK and stated that if you have some serious or significant allergies, do not take the vaccine. Right? And, oh, let me not leave out the biggest factor here. Death. Yes, volunteers have actually died as a result of the vaccine. Now you tell me, what do you want to base your health off of? Something injected into you or taking care of your health. Allowing how God manufactured your immune system. Taking care of it, developing it, and letting it work for you. You work for it, it works for you. Tag team duo. Just plain and simple, right? All right, so didn't mean to veer off there, but I just wanted to, you know, touch on that because guys, I don't know about you, but I kind of find it strange that I see people with masks on smoking a cigarette. Like, like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. Do you know how many toxins and poisons is in that? And how you're already compromising your immune system. Seriously. So, but I digress. That's a whole other point there. Let me come back and bring it back to this milk, right? We were talking about... Um, breast cancer and talking about the percentages and breaking that down and so forth. All right. So let's talk and get a little bit here because we're about to wrap this thing all the way up. Some other important things to consider include um, potential health problems like heart disease, heart disease, digestive problems, and yes, type one diabetes. All is a beautiful courtesy of consuming dairy all right so you know it's it's definitely some things to think about when we are talking about foods that are contributing to our demise okay so again i don't drink milk i don't consume it um you know as much as possible so, um, I have swapped out a lot of things. Um, I, I use a plant-based milk if I need it for something that requires milk. I use a plant-based milk. So, you have to be able to, you know, step outside of the box, try different things, see what you can swap out with, that you can adjust with, you know. 
Hey, I tried out oat milk. I like it. That's the one I'm using. Um, almond milks works great for me. You you have to try to see what you can swap out with that you actually like and can drink or eat or whatever the case may be. All right, so real quickly, let's talk about some of the common signs and symptoms of milk allergies, right? This can include, but not limited to, okay? Mild wheezing or coughing. You have trouble breathing. You feel this, you know, pressure in your chest, the restriction in your chest, coughing. You cough a lot and you don't really understand why. You know, you just all of a sudden like I'm coughing, I'm coughing. And, you know, people are quick to go and get put on Claritin or Zyrtec or any other brand that's out there to try to help ease with the symptoms, but you need to go back to the source of your diet, you know, and not just chalk it up to allergies and that is everything outside in the air, you know, which we do got some bad stuff in our air, in our trees and things that, yes, we do, right? But that is a result of man-made things, all right? So topic for a whole nother day, but vomiting. All right, so that is another uh, one of the symptoms there, if you will, or allergies to milk to slash dairy. Okay, skin rashes and highs. If you're breaking out and you're like, ugh, what is going on? Or my, my child is breaking out and I don't know why they didn't go outside. They didn't, you know, roll around in the grass and all this stuff. And you're trying to figure out why and what the, what the deal is related to that. Uh, digestive symptoms, stomach pain, diarrhea, nausea, you know, they even have pills, uh, pills, they do have pills and they also have chews that is like a dairy enzyme that you can go to a supplement store and take it before you consume something with dairy so that it helps to break it down and make it easier for you to eat and not have the, you know, later problems. And if you have to do that, state the obvious, you're not supposed to eat it. You're not supposed to drink that. You're not supposed to consume that, especially when you have to take something that will um, psych your body out and let you go ahead and eat that without having a problem with it. You're not supposed to be eating it. You know, it's the it's the irony there, if you will, with that. And also bloody stools. Yes, uh, especially in infants, right, can cause bloody stools. Infants and children who are allergic to milk are more likely to have eczema, atopic dermatitis, and other allergies, right? And you still have adults that suffer from eczema, okay? That is a, di a direct result of diet. What are you putting into your stomach, right? What, what's going on with your gut flora? All of that is so critical, and basically, there's just no way around it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But there's just no way around it. So, all right, guys. Going ahead and wrapping up here on this gorgeous, beautiful Friday day that the Lord has made and allowed for us to be able to be blessed to see another day on today. All right. So, thank you for those that are jumping on the boat with me, rocking with me. I greatly appreciate it. I want to get to know you. All right. So, reach out to me. You can find me on my social media platforms on Facebook, Tawana Coleman, and also 
also on IG at the Twana Coleman. And Twana is T-W-A-N-A. All right, so let's connect, let's chit-chat, and let's keep this party going. So in the meantime, in between time, be blessed, be safe, and have a wonderful, blessed, and safe weekend. Till Monday. Bye. Today's show was brought to you by wellness and nutrition consultant, Tawana Coleman. Your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit within you, whom you have from God. So glorify God in your body. To learn more about fueling your body with optimum and nutritional superfoods, freeing your body of toxins and chemicals, achieving mental clarity, energy, and nutrients for the whole family to take. Remember, your body does not come with the warranty, so we must take care of it. You can find me on Facebook at Twana Coleman. That's T-W-A-N-A-C-O-L-E-M-A-N. And on Instagram at the Twana Coleman.